Welcome to the Communication and Culture Podcast. This podcast is for you if you want to get your message across and correctly to the diverse people you interact with. It is for you if you feel people do not understand your message as you intended to. I am Nadej Minwa and I'm passionate about cultural differences and communication. In this podcast, I will share my experience and knowledge to send you on your way to becoming a better communicator, whoever your audience. You will also hear from guests, experts in their field and sharing their experience and knowledge. To make sure you don't miss an episode, hit the subscribe button. Now, let's begin with today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome into this latest episode of the podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I'm also so glad and delighted to have my guest today. And my guest is Robin Sachs. Robin is a confidence coach and I met Robin through uh, a common connection acquaintance on uh, on LinkedIn. And since then, we've been collaborating through the uh, SLVC Academy. That's not the topic here today, but um, you will definitely hear soon more about that in uh, maybe this podcast and uh, my various posts on LinkedIn that you can look at. And I invited Robin because as a confidence coach, I'm sure she has a lot to tell us about the relationship between confidence, communication, how others see us, how we see others, and basically all about inclusion again. So welcome to this episode, Robin. Thank you for accepting my invitation. And my first question to you is, what do our listeners should know about you? Nadesh, thank you for the invite. I'm so happy to be here. And I, I, I love how our paths crossed randomly on LinkedIn and, and we've been connected for, for a few years now, which is wonderful. So thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, I guess when people hear confidence coach, they might go, what is that? Or what, what does that mean? Um, I, I've spent a number of years as a personal development and professional development junkie. So I have all my life been interested in, in just human behavior, both my own and other people's. And uh, over the years, I, I've worked in corporate America. I have worked as an entrepreneur. I have managed people. I have worked on my own. And I have settled in the space of coaching and training because I absolutely adore the ability to, to say something that shifts somebody's mindset and they go, oh, I got it. And they can then go do something amazing that either they never thought they could do or that they thought they were stuck in the moment and now they know how to, how to take the next step. That to me is, is just everything. And so... What I realized over several years of, of working in that way was that I was a confidence coach. Um, my, my space is really having to do with things like your own self-talk and, and how to realize no matter what you're doing with communication, whether you're talking with yourself in your own head or with others, um, you're always a human being talking to another human being. 
And when we talk about inclusion, you know, we it, it's so easy to look at the beautiful differences that we all have, but part of it is what are the things we all have in common? And, and that if we get things from a communication standpoint, if we stay at a human level, communication becomes easier, it becomes more effective. And our confidence gets to go up because now we're more curious than we are self-focused. And that keeps our focus outward and learning about others and, and what motivates them or concerns them? What are their challenges? What, what is different about their culture, about how they were brought up, about how they look at the world or think of the world, what their experiences are? We get so stuck in our own thoughts and experiences that until you get out of that and get curious about others, it's easy to get stuck and, and it's hard to get out. So from an inclusion and diversity standpoint, that's how I look at how can we up our confidence um, by getting curious about other people. Because once that focus is outward, we're not self-focused and our stress levels go down and our confidence levels go up because now others are also curious about us. And we love talking about ourselves, right? <laughs> so, so that's kind of how I got where I am. I love people having, teaching people how to just be more confident so they can bring their gifts and their values out to the world. I absolutely love that. And how you really, yeah, show how communication is about everything. Yes, it's true that it's about others, but I like when you say we're always communicating, even if it's just the thoughts in our head just for ourselves. We're always communicating to someone. And that's absolutely right. And, and I really like how you, you relate that to, uh, to curiosity because curiosity is really uh, an absolutely crucial and essential trait to have to be able to reach others, basically. And, and so curiosity will be, as you said, will be very important towards that journey to, uh, to inclusion and, and knowing other people. So thank you very much for that. So now, well, let's begin at the beginning. And I know that's quite a big question, but Robin, what is confidence? It's a great question, Adej. Uh, and it's funny because when we see confidence, we, we know it. When we hear confidence, we know it. When we feel confidence, we know it. But like you said, what is it? How do I get it? If I want more of it, what do I practice? What do I have to do instead of just having it pop up occasionally? So, you know, the, the first thing I like to share with people about what confidence is, is, is to reframe, I think, how most people think about confidence. One, a lot of people think I'm, I'm born with confidence or not. It's just something I either have or I don't have. And I will tell you that luckily that's not the truth. Luckily, confidence is a skill. And like any other skill, it can be learned. And when you see people who look like they're what we would call naturals, they just, they're just confident. That's how they are. That's who they are. Um, they're not naturals. They've learned the skill of confidence. They've, 
they've honed it, and now they can show up like that in their day-to-day life, no matter what the situation is, no matter what's going on, um, no matter who's in the room, (laughs) whether it's an easy conversation or a little bit more challenging conversation, they can bring their confidence into those situations. So that's the first thing. It's anybody can be confident. You can learn to be confident, and I'll share some ways to be able to start playing with that while we're on our our interview here. The second thing I like people to know about confidence is confident people are not in control of everyone else. Good luck with being in control of other people. (laughs) Confident people aren't in control of the situation all the time, because good luck with that. It's not always in your control. Confident people are in control of themselves. And that's the that's the differentiator. That's the thing that creates I'm not confident or I am confident. How to be in control of you, no matter what's going on, no matter who's in the room, no matter what the situation is. Because if I am not in control of me, I'm going to get pulled into the chaos. I'm going to get pulled into the stress. I'm going to get pulled into the anxiety, the overwhelm, the the fear, all of those things. But when I'm in control of myself, I can pull others into my calm. And that calm is a superpower because everything can be done better when we're relaxed, when we're in a calm place. I can think clearly. I can take action, I can make decisions, I can help others do what they need to do. So confidence is all about how do I get in control of me when the stress levels start start going up? Because when everything's fine, we can be confident. When there's no stress, no anxiety, no fear, no overwhelm, it's easy to be calm and confident. It's when the stress levels start to go up that we lose that. And now we feel a little out of control. And that's why we feel that way. So, so we can talk a little bit about, so, so how do you be in control of you? Because that's, that's really the key. And I'll go back to that idea that the one thing we all have in common is we're human beings. Inside, we all look exactly the same and we have the same tools inside of us. And so the great thing about that is we're sort of machines, (laughs) human beings, we're just machines. And if you give the machines what they need to run well, they'll run really well. If I'm not giving my machine what it needs, it's going to break down at times. It won't be available to me as, as effectively as I would like it to be. So when it comes to confidence, What we need to give it is one of two things. If you think of stress and confidence as a a seesaw, is it called in the States, we call it a seesaw, like on the playground, a child's playground toy. Yes. So if stress is on one end and confidence is on the other, what happens is when everything is okay, we're sort of here. It's kind of balanced. But when our stress levels start to go way up, our confidence comes down. Mm. And when our confidence goes up, our stress levels naturally come down. So here we feel a little more out of control. Here we feel a bit more in control. And so as long as I'm balanced or my confidence tilted up a little bit, 
we're in a really good place. But what happens when we're like this? Hmm. And in those moments, there are one of two things that we need to do. If my stress level is up and my confidence level's down, I either need to do what we usually call stress management, right? I need to manage that stress to bring it down, which naturally brings confidence up. Or I need to do something to bring my confidence up, which will naturally bring the stress down. So I can do either of those things. When we talk about the stress management side, because we'll talk about that for a moment and then the confidence side, when we talk about lowering our stress levels, there are a few ways to do that that seem almost too simple. And I think sometimes <laughs> we think that's they can't that be it and we're looking for so much more. You know, when when somebody else is really stressing about something, what what do we often tell them to do or suggest that they do? We say take it okay, take a deep breath, take a couple of deep breaths. We immediately go to breathe. So we know how to do that for everyone else. <laughs> but when it comes to ourselves, we don't always give ourselves the same advice. So one of the very first things to do when you realize I'm feeling stressed or anxious or scared or worried or overwhelmed, the first thing to do that I would suggest, sit back, let, the ch- let your back feel the chair, because usually we're up like this. When we're stressed, which means we have a whole bunch of tension in our body, our shoulders, our hips, our lower back. So the first thing, sit back so it releases some of the tension and then take a breath. And there's actually two different ways to breathe, even though they're the same thing. It's kind of strange. (laughs) When we often say, if I said right now, everyone take a big breath, most people would do this. A big inhale, and I know you can't see us, but your chest goes up, your shoulders go up. It's all up in your chest where that breath comes in. And then we go. So that's actually stress breathing because it's all up in our chest. And if you're familiar with the fight or flight response that our bodies have, our breathing is high and shallow way up in our chest. So what we want to do to have relaxation breathing is simply reverse the breathing cycle. So instead of going <sighs> inhale, exhale, we're going to exhale, inhale. So I'll, I'll invite your listeners to actually do this for a moment. If you're sitting down, you might be walking or something. I, I understand that. If you're sitting down, put your back against the back of the chair, your tailbone against the back of the chair. And just feel what it feels like for a moment to let the chair do the work instead of your muscles. And then go ahead and exhale all of your air till you can't push any more out. And then let the breath come back in naturally. And go ahead and try that for a couple of breathing cycles. So exhale all the air, push it out. And let it come back in. So I don't know if, Nadej, did you notice a difference? Just curious. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, no, what definitely. Did, what did you, what did yes, you notice? It's, well, it, it, it's a lot more natural in a way um, because 
yes, naturally we're gonna we're gonna take air in, basically. That that's why breathing is it's actually a reflex. It's it's automatic. And what is automatic is to take the air in and then we exhale. So so it feels it, it feels um a, a lot more natural. Yes, no, that's right, that's right. And and um it reminds me a bit of the the kind of breathing pattern you can also use in meditation and um, it's 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 quite similar similar to it where you will have this kind of slow natural breathing and not not forcing anything um, yeah and mm. I, I love how you just said that it's not forcing anything <clears throat> and that's the key is I can't force things and try and get relaxed. Mm. Forcing things makes things more stressful. And so I love how you put that, Nadej. That's perfect. And when you if you if you do, you know, meditation or yoga or tai chi or qigong or any type of martial art, everything is focused on the breath and the deep breath and belly breathing and the core, right? Everything comes from there because you're as human beings, your 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 presence and your power comes from that core. And so if, if you're not familiar with things like meditation or yoga or tai chi or, or things like that, I would always encourage people, give them a try. Go ahead mm-hmm. and just understand what, understand that when you learn how to be in control of your breath instead of your breath controlling you, it can put you in a very different place. And that is such a big piece to, if our stress levels are so high, how do we get them back down so that they're in a manageable place? Mm. The breath is the number one way to do that. So That's right. sitting back, exhaling and taking a couple of breaths, will get that breath lower, closer to our belly instead of up in our chest. And that makes a big difference. So everyone, your, your homework is go find online in an app. You can do it, go Google it, whatever it is. One minute breathing meditation. That's all you have to do. And then every day this week, one minute, just go do it and then go on with your day and your brain will start to learn. You'll teach your brain how to breathe and be in control, which is an amazing thing. So from a stress side, that's the best tool. It is simple. It Mm. is everywhere. You can't not breathe. So you are literally (laughs) doing this all the time. You don't have to make extra time to practice it. Just start being aware of your breath and that idea of exhale then inhale. Mm. So that's something on the stress side. Mm -hmm. On the confidence side, the best tool, the best thing to work on to get more confident is your self-talk. Mm-hmm. That is the number one. Okay. So the number one way to be more confident, to feel more confident is to, in your head, not be so negative to yourself. <laughs> it's, it's very common so you're, you're in good company if you do this, and you probably do, because as humans, we do this. In our heads, we are often saying things to ourselves that we would never allow someone else to say to us. We're always in our heads thinking about what could go wrong, 
which means we're not thinking a lot about what could go right. We're always looking for problems, which makes it hard to get solutions in the moment sometimes. And so this is a very normal thing that we do. And it, it goes back to, to the beginning of, of time. Um, you know, safety was something that we had to be aware of all day long. A big animal could come and eat us at any time. And so your, your, your brain's job is not to make you happy. Your brain's job is to keep you safe. And so human beings are always having a brain in their head that's going, uh-oh, what could go wrong? Oh no, what if they ask me a question I can't answer? Oh no, I have this presentation and I didn't prepare enough. Oh, this is gonna be horrible. They're not going <laughs> to like what I'm saying. I'm not going to get the job. The client's going to leave. What if, what if, what if? And what our brain is attempting to do is keep us safe. Hey, think of all this stuff so you can prepare for the worst. And the problem, of course, is, or the challenge is, if that's the only thing that we're ever thinking in our head, we're not thinking about those moments when things are fine and things are going well and everything is okay. So to find the balance of those two things, because it's a good thing that your brain occasionally is saying, prepare for this, or what if this happens? Let's think this through so we're not surprised mm -hmm. or we know what to do if it happens. But if we don't remind ourselves, there's not a big chance that's going to happen. So I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time on that. I'm going to use my time and energy to go. So if this does work, here's what we're going to do. And, and if I do get the job and if they do approve my project and if I know my stuff and I share it with others, they're excited to know that. They're not questioning or doubting me. They're learning from me. And those are all good things. Mm. So in our heads, we often second guess ourselves. We have self-doubt. We question ourselves. Um, in the last several years, one of the, the most popular phrases, at least in corporate America, but also with entrepreneurs, and even when we're talking with our families or anything else, imposter syndrome mm. yeah. and imposter syndrome is that whole idea that I'm fully capable of doing whatever I'm doing. I'm actually pretty good at it, but in my head, I'm going, maybe I'm not. What if I'm not the right person? What if I'm doing it wrong? That's the self-talk I'm talking about because so much of our stress doesn't come from outside of us. So much of our stress comes from inside of us. And I can't control what's going to come at me from the outside. And that's okay. I can respond to that as I need to. Yeah. I have control over what's happening inside. And so, you know, think about that self-talk. And one of the easiest tools to use to shift your self-talk is talk to yourself like you would talk to a friend. Because we would never say to somebody else that we care about the things we say to ourselves. <laughs> we will get in our head and say, I'm not the right person for this. I'm no good at this. I get so nervous and I, I don't like this and I'm bad at it. 
we would never say to a friend, yes, you are, you're awful. We would never say that, but that's what we think to ourselves about us. What we would say to somebody else would be, hey, stop that. You're actually really good at this. You do it all the time. People are asking you to do it some more because they appreciate and value it. So don't worry about it. You're fine and you're good at it. Stop telling yourself you're not. So we would support and encourage them and make sure they stop telling themselves they're not good enough. But with ourselves, we don't always do that. So talk to yourself like you would a friend and be the supporter in your own head that you need. Be the encourager saying, maybe you can't, but what if you can? Why don't you just go do it? And you might be pleasantly surprised. So those are a couple of ways to, to manage that stress and bring it down and bring the confidence up a little bit to keep, again, you uprighted on that, that seesaw. Mm, thank you very much, Robin. That No, that, that was very good. So you remember, breathe and check the negative self-talk. And what I liked is how you emphasize that, in a way, confidence is, is in our control because it's something that we can learn. If we don't feel confident at the moment, we can learn to feel more confident. And, and it's about us and it's about what we can control. So, so I really like that because it seems really achievable in a way that, yes, we can become confident. So, so that, that's very good. And um, I would like to ask you maybe the, the last question about this, uh, this topic is how can confidence, do you think, can help or maybe in some cases hinder you never know your interactions especially with people from um, a different background from from you so not the kind of people that uh, well basically not your friends and families and uh, and people you interact with all the time so so you know two things come to mind Nadege one and i'll take it back to that to to two words if if i hope you take other things away listeners from this this time together but if there are two words that you take away make sure they're human and curious <laughs> because again as 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 we go and interact with people from from different backgrounds different cultures different all kinds of of things the human element is still that human element. And if you get curious about other people and it's not about us, I always start within a communication, tell me about you and then listen because active listening, which is a, a leadership skill. It is a communication skill. It's also a, a, a human skill. Get curious about others and then listen because you will learn so much that you don't have to try and figure out. And if you have a question about something from an inclusion standpoint, you know, please ask it. Don't guess, don't wonder, and don't go on autopilot and just do what you would normally do because especially with communication, um, you know, things like eye contact and gesturing and things like that are, across cultures can be so different. And so 
if you remain curious and just make curious a part of your entire journey, personally and professionally, people will help you understand what things mean, what they need, what makes sense, what is maybe not something to do. <laughs> people will be kind and compassionate if you're bringing curiosity because curiosity is kind and compassionate. And then listening so that you're learning and you're understanding and you're not just being who you are in every interaction and not thinking of the other person. So I, to me, that curiosity and listening is, is one of the most inclusive things you can do. Um, and, you know, the, the other piece of this is, um, and I just lost my train of thought, which is not a good thing on a podcast when you're, when you're thinking. Um, Oh, so the, the other thing that goes along with confidence and curiosity and what we're talking about from a, uh, from a, a human standpoint and inclusion standpoint is the more you are in control of you, the more you give people permission to do the same with themselves. And that energy is contagious. And so if, you know, for example, as, as an American from the US, we have a very push kind of energy often. And that awareness of being able to make a choice to be more pull energy sometimes, that's something you have to be aware of, self-aware and in the moment, because if everything is very push, that, that doesn't help other people think you're approachable or think that you're open or feel comfortable with you. And so when you get comfortable with you and you make choices, you get to make other people comfortable with not only you, but themselves. And that allows them to open up and be themselves. So by you being more you and making choices in those moments, you allow people to be themselves. And then things open up and the curiosity helps helps a great deal, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Thank you. Thank you. What a way of concluding. That's really such a powerful message that you've given us, Robin. I thank you so much. Um, and yes, yes, all of you who are listening right now, yes, be curious, be curious and be comfortable with yourself. And when you're comfortable with yourself, you can be curious and you will be comfortable with others. Thank you so much for this wonderful message, for sharing your insights and your tips, Robin. That's been, as usual, great <laughs> to chat to you. Thank you. And thank you again for the invite to share with your listeners. Uh, you're very welcome. So this time, my last, last question. For people who want to continue the discussion with you, what is the best way of reaching you? Uh, a great way to reach me is through LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, I am there often. <laughs> so <laughs> I also share a lot of videos and, and little articles and things that have to do with confidence oftentimes. So it's a great place to follow or connect with me if that's something of interest to you. And you can also visit my website. And I think Nadej, we'll, we can put that down in the, in the notes perhaps. Yes, absolutely. Great. 
Great. It is robinjsacks.com, and that'll be down in the notes if that's of interest. If I can ever be of value, please don't hesitate to reach out. So thank you again, Robin. It was a pleasure to have you, and thank you for sharing so much with our listener. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Nadej. If you listened to this point, it is that you probably liked what you heard. So subscribe, leave a review, share the podcast. I would be very grateful for it. Last, I want to record credit to bensound.com for the music in this podcast. Until next time.